Welcome to A Crash Investigation, the podcast, the show we dissect all things A Crashes. I am your host, Sonaka Kimbele, and in this episode, we will be discussing Air France Flight 4590, the crew, the crash, the investigation. But before we get started, do not forget to follow us on the platform that you are listening to us on and subscribe to our YouTube channel called A Crash Investigation, the podcast. Now, without wasting any more of your time, let us get into it. It's 8.52 here in New York. I'm Brian Gumble. We understand that there has been a plane crash on the uh, southern tip of Manhattan. U.S. Airways plane loses power and then makes an emergency landing on the Hudson River. The mystery of Malaysian Airlines Flight 37. One of the largest and safest passenger jets ever made simply disappears off the They're flying through what they sell, flight level 100, which is 10,000 feet. I think that was a point where we went from we have some time to figure this thing out to like, we might not be able to save us ourselves. Air France Flight 4590, or AFR Flight 4590, was a scheduled flight for the 25th of July 2000. This flight was from Charles de Gaulle International Airport, Paris, France, and its destination was JFK International Airport, New York, the United States of America. The aeroplane used was the famous Concorde aeroplane. The crew and passengers. The captain of this flight was Kristen Marty, who was 54 years old at the time of the crash. In total, Captain Marty had obtained 13,477 flight hours, with 317 of those on the Concorde. The first officer was Jean Marco, who was 50 years old. He had a total of 10,035 flight hours with 2,698 hours on the Concorde. There was a flight engineer on board. The flight engineer was Gilles Jardinot, who was 58 years old at the time of the crash. In total, Jardinot had 12,532 flight hours with 937 flight hours on the Concorde. There were 100 passengers on board and 6 flight attendants. The flight. So before Air France Flight 4590 took off, Continental Airlines Flight 55 took off from Charles de Gaulle International Airport. After Continental Airlines Flight 55 took off, it was time for Air France Flight 4590 to take off. The pilot flying was Captain Marty. After flight engineer Jadinot calculated the total weight and amount of fuel needed to fly to New York, the crew then contacted air traffic control on the runway that they should use to take off. Air traffic control confirmed runway 26, the same runway that Continental Airlines Flight 55 used to take off. Air France Flight 4590 was taking off and shortly before rotation, the front right tire on the left side of the landing gear ran over a mysterious object. Debris was then thrown against the Concorde's wing structure which then led to a rupture of tank 5. The rupture of the fuel tank led to a major fire directly underneath the left wing. There were minor problems within engine number 2 and engine number 1, but the Concorde aircraft still took off. Due to an engine fire alarm, the crew collectively decided to shut engine number 2 down, then operating it at an idle power. Since the aircraft was now in the air, the crew decided to retract the landing gear but they could not retract the landing gear because the fire was burning the electrical wiring that is connected to the landing gear. Air France Flight 4590 
flew for plus minus a minute at 200 knots, 230,156 miles per hour, or 370,4 kilometers an hour, at an altitude of 200 feet or 60,96 meters. But the aircraft refused to gain altitude or speed. Due to the inability of Air France Flight 4590 to climb, engine number one lost thrust, and the angle of attack and bank increased rapidly. As a result, engines number three and four lost thrust. Air France Flight 4590 crashed into La Patetua Hotel. All 109 people on board died. A further four people died on the ground. The investigation. The safety bodies that were involved were the Bureau of Inquiry and Analysis for Civil Aviation Safety, or BEA of France, the BPO of Germany, and the National Transportation Safety Board, NTSB, and the Federal Aviation Administration, FAA, of the United States. Whilst investigating the crash site and the runway, the investigators found a strip of metal that was 43 centimeters or 16,929 inches long, with it being bent at one of its ends. This strip of metal had holes that did not have regular intervals. The investigators decided to check whether or not this piece of metal came from the Concorde. This metal piece did not come from the Concorde. So where did this scrap of metal come from? So here are the probable causes of the crash according to the official and final report by the BEA, FAA, NTSB and BPO. High speed passage of a tire over a part lost by an aircraft that had taken off five minutes earlier and the destruction of the tire. The ripping out of a large piece of tank in a complex process of transmission of the energy produced by the impact of the piece of tire at another point on the tank. This transmission associating deformation of the tank skin and the movement of the fuel with perhaps a contributory effect of other or minor shocks and or a hydrodynamic pressure surge. Ignition of the leaking fuel by an engine arc in the landing gear bay or through contact with the hot parts of the engine with forward propagation of the flame causing a very large fire under the aircraft's wing and severe loss of thrust of engine 2 than engine 1. In addition, the impossibility of retracting the landing gear probably contributed to the retention and stabilization of the flame throughout the flight. So essentially, that strip of metal was coming from Continental Airlines Flight 55 and that strip of metal managed to get itself onto the runway when Continental Airlines Flight 55 took off and as soon as the Concorde was taking off, it ran over the strip of metal which meant that all, it's kind of like a butterfly effect. So as soon as the Concorde stepped on that piece of metal, that piece of metal just hit the aeroplane and the wing in some way and that actually led to the bursting of the tanks and the fire which then led to the inability to climb and to increase speed and the controlling of the plane. So here are the recommendations that were actually put out by the BEA and they read as follows. The Directorate General for Civil Aviation of France or the DGAC in liaison with the appropriate regulatory bodies study the reinforcement of the regulatory requirements and demonstrations of conformity with regard to aviation tires. The DGAC in liaison with the appropriate regular bodies 
modify the regulatory certification requirements as so to take into account the risks of tank damage and the risk of ignition of fuel leaks. The DGAC ensures the rapid implementation of programs for the prevention of debris of aerodromes. These programs should involve all organizations and personnel operating on the movement area. The FAA carry out an audit of Continental Airlines maintenance both in the United States and its foreign subcontractors. The International Civil Aviation Organization or ICAO fixed a precise timetable for the FLISREC group, I do not know what that is, but to establish propositions on the conditions of the installation of video recorders on board aircraft undertaking public transportation flights. The ICAO study the procedure for recording specific exchanges between cabin crew members and exchanges between cockpit and the cabin. The DGAC, in liaison with the appropriate regulatory bodies, study the possibility of installing devices to visualize parts of the structure hidden from the crew's view or devices to detect damage to those parts of the aircraft. The DGAC, in liaison with the appropriate regulatory bodies, study the possibility of modifying the regulatory requirements relating to new flight simulators so that they can accurately reproduce the accelerations really experienced in the cockpit. And finally, here are the specific recommendations for the Concorde. The airworthiness authorities, the manufacturers and the operators of Concorde reinforce the means available for the analysis of the functioning of aircraft systems and in-service events and for the rapid definition of the corrective actions. Air France ensure that the emergency procedures in the section of Concorde utilization in its operations manual be coherent with the flight manual. And finally, Air France equip its Concorde aircraft with the recorders capable of sampling at least once a second the parameter that allow engine speed to be determined on all of the engines. And that is the end of today's episode. Honestly, if you'd really like to know what happened to the Concorde after this crash, essentially a few years later, they retired the Concorde forever. Concords now, they are non-existent in any airlines fleas but to be honest the concorde was indeed one of the most iconic planes in aviation history there is none like it nowadays and honestly just represents a bird in my own opinion either way thank you so much for listening to this podcast episode i really do hope that you enjoyed it um if you celebrate easter happy easter i really do hope that you have a good one and if you don't you have a holiday i hope you enjoy it either way do not forget to follow us on the platform that you're listening to us on don't forget to rate us five out of five stars and i'll catch you in the next one cheers